All right, guys, we're live, and today I just want to introduce um, Alex Morningstar and my co-host Cody. Yellow. And first off, I want to thank Andrew's Pizza and especially all the staff that has been so wonderful in uh, allowing us to conduct this podcast out of Andrew's Pizza. And uh, so uh, to start off with, um, I'm going to ask Alex, uh, so tell everyone about yourself and... and um, I know you're you're from Hood River, correct? Yeah, what's up, everybody? I'm Alex, Alex Morningstar, and uh, I grew up in Hood River my whole life. I I was just talking to Cody before we started, and we know a lot of the same people in the small town. Right. Um, And I run the Morning Dojo. It's an online coaching program. So I'm a Hood River local, uh, online coach. Grew up doing martial arts here in Hood River, and um, still here, loving it, and... uh, yeah, that's the short and sweet. I'm sure we'll get into a lot more of it. Right. What martial arts are you still doing? So primarily, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the last uh, ten years or so. I did that for about two years. Oh, great! Yeah. Where, you where, did. Where are you at doing that? Um, a guy was mo- my mom was with for a while. Did it, um, and he ended up teaching classes kind of on his own at the gym in Hood River. And so I, uh, sorry, I'm kind of, there you go. That sounds way better. Nice. Um, yeah. So I, I started doing that with him and, um, and it was really cool and I did it for quite a while and kind of transitioned into wrestling after that. And people would always get mad at me in wrestling because I was tucking my knees into the body and everything. They're like, spread your legs, sprawl, sprawl. <laughs> but I, from jujitsu, uh, my knees are all tucked up against him so they don't roll over. <laughs> no, yeah. Wow. Cody, I had no idea you did jujitsu. Yeah, I did jujitsu and like just a little bit of stand up, like just mitts. A little bit of MMA? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so just, just to know it. I mean, I, wow. I it's something I definitely wish I stuck with, so yeah maybe we could talk about something yeah definitely we could, roll, we could go oh roll, gosh roll like i think i think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have an interesting conversation because just just so the the average listener un- understands like me like i've known alex here for a few years so uh, when i was coming up from florida i think during the some of the winter times like i would train it at your academy um that and that was a first light academy there when it was right by the the, the running store i think yeah, we started downtown here in Hood River on 2nd Street, and uh, right now Burns Training and Fitness is in there. Uh, Shannon Burns, he's an awesome personal trainer, a friend of mine. Um, but we started down there, and we since changed the gym to be an affiliate of Impact Jiu-Jitsu out from Beaverton. So okay. if people are looking for the gym nowadays, my friend Ryan Brock, is he's now the owner and leader of that gym. And oh, first they're up Academy. on the heights, and it's Impact Hood River now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, and, nice. Uh, We've been up on the heights for a while now, and uh, Ryan's Ryan's the the owner and leader of the gym, uh, running jujitsu classes out of is there. Is that is that up? Um, I I know I used to go to uh, some of the the free sparring Sundays up there. Is that in the same? Is that in the same building? Is that is that where he still has his? Yeah, it's where actually um, uh, my dad, and myself, and Gary Muma, and we mm-hmm. uh, we were talking earlier. Uh, a lot of the friends we know did taekwondo there for the last thirty years up in. Um, mm-hmm the parking lot right next to O'Reilly and, and yep. Infinite Graphics, and yep. that's where Impact Hood River is. I remember going and seeing uh, my cousins do, uh, like, having Taekwondo, it, you know, the Jubitzes. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. So those Old friends. Kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I grew up since age five doing Taekwondo with Gary Muma, who's, like, a huge uh-huh. longtime uh, icon in the area. And who? So, okay, so I'm a bit I- ignorant of uh, Gary Muma, so tell me a little bit about Gary Yuma, who Muma, who, M- Muma? yeah, Muma, Muma. and Muma. Uh, you know, rest in peace. I actually uh, attended his funeral recently, and uh, he was a neighbor of mine and loved the guy. But uh, yeah, I grew up since age five. My dad and I doing taekwondo up there on the heights, and we actually started here in in this theater. If you can believe no, it or not, didn't. Um, really. it wasn't a theater before. It was the place where the dance studio and the taekwondo school were and oh, so we do class that. and ro- walk down that same hallway right there and grab a slice of pizza no after class way. full circle and um <laughs> about age six or seven they moved the gym up onto the heights where it still is and my dad was leading it um after gary retired and then um yeah we just kept that tradition going and now ryan's ryan's leading that gym and mm-hmm. so martial arts was a huge part of my life here in hood river and still yeah. connected with it for sure oh yeah and cody you did you train up there up on up on the heights no it was in it? it was in big gym when uh big gym was the big thing the uh, power station now oh, oh yeah okay. with brandon yeah okay so you yeah okay yep right on 
Yeah, so that was, it, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. I, I wish I stuck with it more because I'm sure I could have done well in it, but, you know, things changed, and so I stopped going to class, but... It's something I definitely definitely want to keep doing because it's. Did, did you did you by chance did you get your blue belt then or? Well, I was doing nogi. Okay. Yeah, so I was just rolling with rash guards and okay. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was still nice. really fun, and I I took to it very naturally just because my body type yeah. is you know yeah. long and skinny, and I was kind of able to weasel out of things easily. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I, I miss it for sure. I miss the, the discipline and, and everything like that. The, yeah. the, I, I have trouble, um, exercising and working out when it's just, uh, like with the weights or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I, I like calisthenic exercises way more mm-hmm. where you're just using your body and using, mm-hmm. and so, um, but with ju- jujitsu, you know, your, your cardio and everything, it's just such a different realm of that. Like if you could mm-hmm. run a mile, but you, you could roll for five minutes maybe like, mm-hmm. cause it's just yeah. such a different yeah, you know, yeah. way of using it. it. I don't know. I I know I know when I first started first started doing jujitsu, I think for the first month, and, and I I started down in South Florida, right? And at a at a guy um, uh, Pedro Carvalho uh, jujitsu down in uh, Port, it was Port St. Lucie, and in my uh, yeah the first month it was, it's like you you awaken all these muscles that you never even knew mm-hmm. were there, and you just. Like you're not getting big and strong. You're just you just feel so much stronger, and my posture improved, and and it was just such a great experience because like the way the way that the way that it was taught there was you know you just um, like you just start rolling like right from day one with no instruction. You just start rolling, yeah. right? And and uh, like for for me the big benefit was um, really more like the just like the physical. Like I, strangely enough, like I sometimes like like that feeling of like being so sore you can't even hardly get out of bed in the morning because you think, oh, that was a really great day of training yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I went can... snowboarding for the first time in like a long time last night. I'm feeling that today. Are you? Yeah, oh, yeah. It feels good. Oh, yeah. It does. It, I ho- hopefully you didn't. Uh, hopefully you didn't fall and, and belly flop like I did when when I went snowboarding. Oh dang! Oh. No, yeah, I, I got snowboarding I, I sailed too bad. Yeah, it went I, well. I uh, so so let, let me let me just uh, like do a little side story of uh, my first experience with snowboarding. It was I think when I was about twenty twenty one. I was living I was living uh, near Yakima at the time, and we I went with a friend. I think uh, I think it was Snoqualmie Pass around there somewhere. But um, I was going down really really quick and. I was I was really happy that I was going so fast and then and then I tried to break and then both of my front toes dug into the yep. the snow and so I basically belly flopped it going I don't know how fast but I fell straight on my solar plexus and I could not I literally could not breathe for about 2 3 minutes and I, I thought I was going to pass out because I just the body was just not responding to 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 trying to breathe and I think that was the hardest I've ever been hit in the solar plexus, and that was definitely an experience. Getting the wind knocked out of you is no joke. It is not fun. No, yeah, you, not you realize all. how mortal you are. <laughs> <laughs> On an atypical the, podcast, we we were watching videos of um, <laughs> of people getting the wind knocked out of them, and just the noises they make afterwards. And there was one comparing them to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was perfect because the sound, like the gutter, like. Ugh! Like it, there was some that just sounded so perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got the wind knocked out of me at the skate park once. So, so, so connecting for me, another story, martial arts and getting the wing not, wind knocked out of you. Um, I have another story of, of uh, one of the, gosh, like it was like the first time I had tried, um, uh, and Alex, I'm sure you've heard of Hapkido. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried that when I was in, in middle school and for some unknown reason, I will never understand why, why the instructor did this. I was living in the island of Guam at the time. The instructor brings me up to the very front of the class, and he puts me into a uh, wrist lock so that, that you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't uh, defend my solar plexus. Then for some odd reason, he kicks me, and he was like a 300-pound guy. Like, and he kicks me right in the solar plexus as a, as a demonstration of some kick, I think, to the, to the students. And I sat there for like two minutes on the ground just in absolute pain and he kept on lecturing as if nothing was was happening i it was i think even looking back after going to like various different martial arts schools it's one of the most bizarre 
things that I think I've ever seen out of a martial arts school. It's like the video of that mentalist on stage, and he, like, it tells this one lady to come up and do the trust fall thing. And then he, like, turns away right when she falls. And he's like, <laughs> see, you shouldn't trust people or whatever. And then she, like, bangs her head really hard on the stage. Kind and of. everyone, has to, everyone yeah. has to, like, stop the show and come over and see how kind she's Kind of. I, I, I still, to this, to this day, I do not understand the lesson I was supposed to take from that. Yeah, I don't know the logic in that. Sounds like you, you got Cobra kai a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> mercy is for the weak. Strike first, strike yes, hard, no yeah. mercy. Ba- yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, um, That's not my – I'm more Miyagi-Do with my teachings, but – yeah, 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 Cobra Kai's got its value. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, right. So, so uh, as a side note, have you guys have you guys seen Cobra Kai? He, oh yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen. You it haven't yet. seen it? Okay, I'm so all about watching it the right original now. Karate Kids, but I haven't right. I mean, delved into. But you have seen the original Karate oh, Kids, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, so uh, like, so we're not going to spoil. We're not going to spoil anything. But, oh, but no spoilers I, allowed. No, yeah. but but I will tell everyone that I I've really enjoyed watching Cobra Kai. If if that well, that's just me. And if as a real dojo owner, you know, I, I just I, I like it. It's a fun show. It's definitely exaggerated on purpose, but uh, yeah. the topics are really accurate. So, that's some real stuff. So I'm I'm not trying to like hog the conversation here, but I gotta ask you something. So so um, like, is there any like rivalries that you've had with like anybody in Portland or anything as far as like schools or is it? I mean, what is what is the school life? Is there anything? Just like the culture? Yeah. I think if you're living your own experience and you're Uh focused on, you know, being positive and supporting people and and serving the community, that the beef doesn't, there's not really beef. You know, it's uh, uh, martial arts is a competitive sport in some contexts. It's a lifestyle practice in others. But it's also a sport of respect, too. So, Yeah. yeah, if you can't respect your the fellow students even from other schools you know then yeah i feel like those those I'll, schools are kind of usually the people there are they don't really yeah. get get you know they don't get it although <laughs> although, although I, so i can i think i can speak free I, I hope i can speak freely now about like just they're, they're, i think in it, and it may be in south maybe because south florida has so many uh they're really big into MMA and jiu-jitsu there. Like, I, I think I did notice, a, like, a little bit of, like, tension between some of the schools. Like, um, especially, um, like, especially, oddly enough, between, like, the Brazilians. And, and again, that was just what I noticed. You know, you go to, um, you go to like, one school, and, and, and I'm not going to get into who said what, but... Well, I imagine like, it's just the sort of... what? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to be... Well, I'm just... Uh, I'll talk to you off air. Yeah, no, I'll no, talk to you off totally, air. I don't know them. I, don't, I imagine it's the sort of thing on the playground where there's one kid in the school that likes basketball, and the other kid in the school also likes basketball, right. and so they have to basketball it out at lunch to see who's so, better. So yeah, they're just coming... you got to ball it out. Yeah. And, and so... At, and again, I'm not, I'm not talking about schools up here, but down there I know that it was... Because um, I, I had friends in other... MMA and other jiu-jitsu academies and everything and and there's always like that little slight competitiveness where um like so I think um it from uh from what I can remember I think I think my school that I was a part of down there did really well in competitions but then some other schools were saying well it's not I mean but but that's that's all you guys do is roll. Like you don't do stand up, you don't you don't throw, you don't do judo. You, that's all you guys do is just roll. So of course you guys are gonna do good. What we do, we do everything. We do stand up. We do, you know. So we're better fighters basically. And and uh, and, and and then you you talk to other students of like other, let's say for I mean, there's always like there's always like a slight competition between, ever so slight competition between schools. I think like, but. Anyway, that's just my commentary on that. Yeah. No, yeah, I think uh, it definitely varies. I think on the eastern side of the country, too, um, it's more common in the culture to kind of associate with your ethnic group and right. not in a bad way mm-hmm. or, or anything or in a in a prejudiced way. It's just it seems that people in Florida and New York, there's, you know, there's obvious like Puerto yeah. Rican communities and Cuban communities. And so I think mm-hmm. that, that that might be another thing. So as far as Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they're yeah, taking yeah. something that's from so, their home. Yeah, and so, so it's a little more I think, um, I think one of the reasons, one, one of the reasons I noticed a little, um, um, just, just like some little things that I noticed over there was, was it, it becomes a, a, just a tad bit territorial because if you got, have a, 
like a, a guy come up from Brazil, like like he doesn't want, and he's a black belt in jujitsu. Like he doesn't want within thirty miles another guy from like Brazil. Like like the, he has that whole entire territory to himself. So, um, but I I I think I think as time goes on, there like it, it's it's I think that stuff is going to go away because there's yeah um, there's so many black belts now in jujitsu. I mean, I think back in the day there used to be it used to be what much more rare, didn't it? Is it? Hoist Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> From one to uh, <laughs> yeah. 10,000 now, I think. Yeah, yeah. What, so you got in pretty early, uh, what, and you've stayed doing it for a long time. What's what's one thing that's uh, kept you intrigued and kept you doing it? Well, uh, like I mentioned, I've been doing martial arts since I was, like, five years old, and the experience of being in a dojo is the thing I really love most about it. Um, you know, I've tried different styles. I was a yoga instructor, fitness instructor. I've, I've coached a lot of different things. Whatever the format is, being inside of a shared space where people are coming together to do something intentional together mm -hmm. and to get past what you're doing on a normal daily basis, um, those situations really intrigue me. So. In martial arts context, mm -hmm. you're coming together in a in a space. I think of like Neo and Morpheus meeting in the in the do virtual dojo in the Matrix, mm -hmm. and you're meeting up to red pill to each other, play <laughs> and challenge and learn together. And and um, I really value intentional spaces where people come together to do some serious mm -hmm. play or serious and work together and, and serious growth together. That's and, cool. So um, for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it, it was one of those examples of an activity where people come together um, to do really out of the ordinary things, mm -hmm. to struggle really intensely mm -hmm. and also uh, move beautifully and, uh, you know, really get to know each other as well through training. Yeah. So yep. that's, that's what uh, keeps me training a lot nowadays is the intentional nature of having a practice. Mm -hmm. And also just the unique experience that it is to to spar with another human and move powerfully and gracefully with another person. See where you're at versus, you know, your fellow man. And, and as far as being able to, you know, execute the, the move or whatever, or the combo in, a, in the way that it's supposed to be done. And that, that was one of my favorite things in wrestling was just to, I don't know, there's kind of like a primal thing within, especially boys, uh, just like wrestling with each other and seeing where you're at with your friends and, and how to beat each other. And it's a, uh, especially jujitsu, man, because mm -hmm. jujitsu, you start to see the body in a completely different light. You start to see so much different opportunity and, and, you know, strange, strangely enough, I think, I think f for me, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the benefit was really psychological. Like it was, it was, um, humbling. I, yeah, it was it was uh, really humbling, and I think each aspect of the fighting sports. Like I can't speak for other people, but for me, um, so for example, like like boxing teaches you some life skills, and I think it it'll teach you like slightly different life skills that jujitsu would would teach you. At least at least for me. So so by that I mean when. Um, when I'm having a bad day, nothing lifts me up like having a good sparring session for striking. Like it uses, for some reason, it's just like you don't need to go see a therapist. You don't need to go, like, at least for me. Like, like I, you know, you just and that's that's what martial arts does for me. Especially, especially when you're feeling down and you get hit in the head really hard, it really knocks you out of that depression. So, um, jujitsu, um, like you were saying, it 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 builds on this like camaraderie. This that you have with the other person that you're rolling with in, in, in how, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I mean, we're all social people anyway. We're all social creatures and it just builds on that. I think. I agree. And like you said, also having a community getting together, having that consistency of, of togetherness is super important for the human psyche. That's awesome that you've, you've stuck with that. Give any, oh, yeah. give any jujitsu, um, but I don't know what you'd call it. Martial artists that you like. Um, you know, nowadays I'm not following people that closely, mm -hmm. uh, 
when I was competing really regularly, I, I definitely followed my role models that I tried to, um, you know, uh, emulate and mm. train like them. And I, I noticed people that I liked their energy and the style that they brought. And back then I was like definitely more immersed. And nowadays um, I'm doing a lot more of my own thing and just enjoying mm-hmm. the practice and the lifestyle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tonight there's a fight night on UFC tonight. And um not really aware who's who's doing what or what's going down but mm-hmm. always down to watch the fights and always enjoy watching the sports yeah um as far as you know directly following it right now i'm I'm kind of focused elsewhere but um you know i always really admire watching high level athletes whatever the sport is yeah uh, definitely martial arts for sure and um yeah highest level anything is pretty cool <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah you got that right yeah <laughs> Yeah. Highest level golfer, I'm like, yeah, I don't really you, we watch golf, but the highest level one, you know, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you, you've been living here for a while, and we know a lot of people in common. Um, what year did you graduate? Uh, I graduated in 2006. 2006, okay. Um, from Hood River Valley High School. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. And um, wh- what do you do around here? What kind of, like, do you, uh, other than martial arts, of course, do you f- fall into any of the recreational activities that we do in whatever like yeah you know i I went snowboarding last night which was awesome and um my family and i we love to go camping all the time and go get out into nature Mm -hmm. um so as far as like hood river activities i'd say snowboarding and camping and just hitting the river and going swimming and stuff camping for sure i can't wait to get back out in the woods the cold weather kind of deters me from going out there for too long but Mm -hmm. yeah i love camping I love setting up fires, and I, I've been wanting wanting to get more into like bushcraft activities and learning how to build lean-tos and stuff like just with whatever's around me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool to have the resources to be able to do that here. Yeah, I think we did more camping this year than we've ever done in like our whole lives. With, yeah, uh, with uh, you know the unique social situation going of on. Of course, so. yeah, not being able to go do anything else in towns or anything. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah, a lot of camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm excited for. I think we talked about this last time. All the movies that are going to be coming out this this year. I think. I think they. I was just talking to to Andrew, and they've postponed I the think, Andrew. Yeah. Whoa. Of of Andrew's pizza. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and he was telling me that they've <laughs> unfortunately they've 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 postponed. I think most of the the major movies. Well, I mean, digitally though, there's still lots. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's still stuff coming out. Yeah. I'm yeah. still. Did did do never come out? No, I, I I don't know about that. Uh, we could look it up, but mm. I don't think they did. Or that it did, sorry. Wow. Yeah. What kind of movies mm-hmm. do you like? Mm. Do you follow movies much? Um, I like lots of movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we have kids, so uh, I'm down to watch some Avengers-style cinema. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, into, you know, I just like good, good art, good movies, so I'm open. I like funny stuff. I like serious stuff. Nice. Uh, I, I love... That we're sitting in a theater right now because I do love coming to the movies. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it's cool to be able to come here when not really many people can. It's kind of a cool little haven. Backstage pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so tell us about what what you're doing now. Like, I, I've I've seen your post on on Instagram about like like the morning routine. Like, you have mm-hmm. a morning routine. And so, what, what is what what is it, and what what benefits do we can we get from that? Yeah, awesome. So, you know, I mentioned I grew up doing martial arts and mm-hmm. was leading a dojo for for several years with my wife Jody. And um you know, you you instruct people through jiu-jitsu or through the art you're doing for several years and you start to notice that um yes, there's the activity itself, but there's also the lifestyle that backs up the activity. So, whether you're a skier, a swimmer, a chef, mm-hmm. whatever activity is your activity, um, there's a lifestyle that we're all living behind that activity. And with my jiu-jitsu people, I started to see that people would come three days a week, train hard at jiu-jitsu, train hard at kickboxing, uh, sweat, try hard, learn some new stuff. And it was the stuff going on outside of the gym that was really the next level for them to start tapping into their health and their happiness. Mm-hmm. So things like sleep, things like the kind of food you're eating, um, how you're spending mm-hmm. your day. Um, you know, jiu-jitsu is a high-intensity activity, so 
when you start training regularly, things like that start to matter. Like, are you getting mm-hmm. good sleep? Right. So, how, how do your joints feel? Mm-hmm. How are your energy levels? Right. So, so can you get into detail about how somebody can improve their sleep then if they're training really hard? Do you have any helpful tip, tips? Exercise. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's exactly the right question. Um, a lot of people can focus on the activity that they're going to, um, but then the other lifestyle pieces st- sort of start to go by the wayside and. Uh, mm-hmm. In today's culture specifically, it's pretty difficult to cover all your bases. Like eat intentionally, sl- get a good night of sleep every night, mm-hmm. make sure you're moving regularly throughout the day. Um, it's really difficult for people to live a holistic lifestyle nowadays when there's so much going on, so much distraction. And so what I noticed with, you know, as a jiu-jitsu coach for years was people weren't focusing on their nutrition they weren't focusing on getting good sleep they were drinking a lot in the evenings and then coming to jiu-jitsu trying to perform like a high-level athlete and uh, their bodies were having a hard time doing it and they were getting burnt out hormonally energetically Mm -hmm. and if you take that concept and you think about most people nowadays a lot of people are running into similar issues they're working so much that it's hard to take care of the other aspects of their life it's hard to make time for the kids. It's hard to make time for the dogs. And so we started to see, like, well, how can we support our athletes in taking care of themselves holistically in ways that are simple enough so that you don't have to be, you know, trying for hours a day doing all these complicated health practices? How mm-hmm. can we help people be healthy and happy with the simplest possible tools? Mm-hmm. And so that's when it started was back when we were running the gym. We started thinking, well... How do we support our people to have holistic health and happiness on top of their jiu-jitsu practice to become better jiu-jitsu players but also to mm-hmm. just you know have a better quality of life and that was the the i guess catalyst for starting to move into more personal coaching which is what i started doing over the last few years is uh, coaching people outside the, their gym experience but those things mm-hmm. i was just talking about how's your how's your life at home how's your mental health your emotional health your physical health everything put together right and um and so that's what i'm doing these days is i help people dial in their lifestyle practice so if, if mm-hmm. you can we all know what a martial artist is when we think of that we think of mm-hmm. john claude van damme and bruce right. lee chuck norris okay that's the undertaker a mar- the undertaker <laughs> ray mysterio jr right we can picture okay martial artists what do they do they train does mike tyson uh, conjure up uh, images of a martial artist oh boxers you? are definitely yeah. martial artists yeah it's a it's a consistent practice mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. it's a consistent practice that's that's the most important piece so what if you were to be a martial artist of your sleep or your food you eat mm-hmm. or your way you spend your day and that's as a mar- as a lifelong martial artist, I started to think that way. Like, what if people would dojo their lifestyle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if they applied the concepts that we do here in the gym to their life? Black belt and brushing your teeth in the morning and the nighttime. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's important to brush your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. And so people would treat jujitsu really seriously, but they would be uh, you know having struggles in other areas of their life. And mm-hmm. that's where Jody and I we started to help our students first. We were like, "Hey, let's let's start coaching our students on movement so their joints feel healthy. Let's coach our students on nutrition so that they have energy and they they feel strong and they feel like they don't have inflammation in their body." Mm-hmm. And really through being a competitive martial artist and then a coach, I started to become a holistic lifestyle coach because we're having this scientific real world experience of like we have athletes going into the fray and when we play with things in their lifestyle we see different results happening we can see what really works against real rigorous uh you know resistance Mm -hmm. and that's some of the best data that i've learned in my life just came from personal experience working with people and seeing them go out and try stuff yeah so um, about two years before we sold the gym and, and transitioned, I started coaching people one-on-one. I started coaching seminars and retreats um, to share kind of what I had put together from working with hundreds of people in the gym experience. So mm-hmm. um, that's what spawned the Morning Dojo. That's really our main focus now is um, it's helping people build their own practice 
Mm-hmm. And if you think about March when everything started closing down last year and, and the you know COVID culture became the norm and you're not going to your gym anymore, you're not going to the dojo anymore, what are people to do to have their grounding practice? And so, you know, I invite the listeners to think, like, what is, what is your grounding practice? Now, what do you mean by grounding practice? Um, so what's the thing that people are doing on a daily basis to feel grounded, to feel mm-hmm. anchored, to feel centered in, in who they are? Well, I was just about to ask you, because so much of, ha- of changing your routine and, and starting a routine is mental, and, and it starts in, in, your, in the mental part of things. Um, so wh- what do you think would be a good way for someone to, to begin with the mental aspect of that? Because I know that that's... Uh, even especially for me um the hardest part in starting a new routine is getting past oh like i'm gonna miss this uh coming home and you know having a bowl of ice cream before bed or you know you know something that's obviously not that great for me and that i could change um so is uh is there do you think like a practice that you could start doing and it kind of slowly comes to you or do you do you have a recommendation of where to start with that kind of thing well, uh, you brought up the ice cream dilemma, right? Like, what do I do with this ice cream? And so, you know, the way that I... That's real, by the way. I definitely eat a bowl of ice cream before bed every night. Yeah. <laughs> or a brownie. Or a brownie. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. A donut. Yeah. I'm all about freedom as a... As a as when I help people and a, as a guide, I, I want people to be free to do their thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I would encourage people to think about is what makes you feel actually good? consistently every Mm -hmm. time you do it it feels good when you're doing it and it feels good after you're done doing it and Mm -hmm. if the things that the people are list aren't necessarily beneficial to them it just makes them feel good because it because it feels good doesn't always mean it's good for you well what does feel good mean so so um if we're talking about short-term benefit versus five minutes after you do it it might feel good to slam a beer, right? Or slam three beers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next morning, it might not feel that good. Okay. And so so when you're developing your own boundaries, your own system for making yeah. decisions about what do I eat? How do I sleep? How do I spend my day? Um, you can set rules for people. You could say, hey, based on science, this is going to make you feel better. Ultimately, though, it takes people owning their experience for them to stick with anything. So kind of what mm-hmm. I get from it is... That for where, the, where to start is a good way to start is even just ta- talking to yourself different about those things that are you're struggling with because like you said what yeah. is your definition of good to me good in the moment is great and so like you know uh, but like you said the next morning i wasn't even thinking about the next morning and so that's that's answers my question perfectly is as to you know where do i start with becoming the becoming the routine and having the routine happen and so yeah that, but that's a good like even having the uh what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, knowingness, what, what's uh, mindfulness into the next day and, and starting to think like that. That's a, yeah. Like for example, we all like to watch some Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get caught watching Netflix quite late and then oh, it's midnight, but I want to watch <laughs> yes, one I'm still more. Watching. Cobra yes, Kai. I'm still you got to get the Kai. next episode of, of Cobra Kai and always. And then if you're waking up at six the next day for work mm-hmm. and it's 1am when you went to bed, the question is, like, does that really feel good? Mm-hmm. Yes, it felt good to watch Cobra Kai. Does it feel good, you know, when you really step yeah. back and you ask yourself the kind of day you want to have, the kind mm-hmm. of person you want to show up as when you go to work, the kind of mm-hmm. person you want to show up as with your family? It's like if people are really connecting with themselves and making a practice that's based on that, um, it's going to be something that's in alignment mm-hmm. versus if people are guilting themselves into trying to change or forcing themselves into somebody else's framework or... Mm-hmm. Um, I see. Yeah. You, you, you're basically trying to make uh, the good habits the path of least resistance. Is what is, is, yeah. If you can do that, then that's basically what you're trying to do because the path of least resistance is usually like like the beers and the, and the, the ice cream and the brownie because you, you, you want it now and you want that self-gratification. But if... If your future reward is 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 enough and it's attainable, then then like you place that as sort of like you're still gratifying yourself, but but you your brain processes it differently. That like the path of least resistance is what makes you feel good the next day. Mm-hmm. 
right is that is that kind of what what kind of what you're doing or well what what we're talking about in the morning routine specifically the morning dojo that we lead is what's going to make you feel great and yourself for today like mm-hmm. what could you do in your morning mm-hmm. with your heart with your body and with your mind if you spend 15 minutes doing this what what could you do so that you show up to your day fully yourself and a lot mm-hmm. of people they haven't felt fully themselves in a long time mm-hmm. and a lot of times you know i would ask them well what's your practice for feeling fully yourself people mm-hmm. would go what the heck what do you what do you mean right. <laughs> i do yoga sometimes right and so what we're talking about in the morning dojo is uh, we have a first impression with our day every morning and we have this decision of how we're going to start our day and that leads to a domino of domino series of a lot of other decisions we're going to make so if you start your day checking in with self and going what how do i really want to show up today like what's going to make me feel grateful What's going to make me mm-hmm. feel powerful? What's going to make me feel focused? Mm-hmm. What's going to make me feel at peace? If that's your filter for choosing your stuff, that's a different filter than I'm stressed. What's going to make the stress numb right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, check the phone. Oh, drink drink a lot of coffee. Um, check your email. <laughs> not saying those things are, are bad, but deciding when mm-hmm. is the right time for those things and when's mm-hmm. the right time to do other things. Right. And that's what designing your own practice is all about, is saying, how do I want my morning to go? How do I want my night to go? How do, how do I want my day to go? How do you deal with the, the devil on your shoulder when those, because you're a human being, and inevitably you're going to have the thoughts of, yeah, I don't want to go to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right, so what, what do you do with that voice? Do you yeah. see, see it as a thought and let it pass or... Yeah, the voice of like, oh, there's a decision mm-hmm. here and there's some conflict happening with some different voices going on inside. Yeah. How would you deal with that? Um, so one thing I encourage people to do is a lot of journaling because mm-hmm. people try to deal with their struggle without really mm-hmm. laying it out in front of them so that they can see it. I just bought a composition notebook today for that and I made a journal entry. So Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Wow. So I, I, I got to add a quick uh, note on that. When you when you, you mentioned gratitude a, a, a while ago and then we're talking about journaling, I got to mention uh, an epi- two episodes ago I had uh, Sarah Donahue and she was talking about all that stuff like gratitude. She has a gratitude university and she talked about journaling and yeah. And so we definitely have some other people in Hood River who, who can who can definitely help out with that. So um, sorry, I had to make a quick, quick note on that. Yeah, I listened to that one. Oh, and, you did. And okay, to what Sarah had to share. Yeah, it yeah. was excellent. And, That's uh, awesome. Definitely in alignment with all, a lot of the stuff I'm working with. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, Hood River is packed full of people that are really switched on to that mindset of, um, mm-hmm. you know, taking ownership of your thoughts and your day and and mm-hmm. being in connection with them. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, so self mastery is the is the experience that's that's the work of dealing with that voice but mastery can look like force and uh, humans are very free-spirited creatures and when you try to force yourself it usually doesn't work out for people right and so a mindset shift of i want to make changes in my lifestyle because it serves me is much different than oh i guess i should make some mm-hmm. changes because i'm not doing well at life that's Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. that's a that's a focus on what you don't want versus you know designing your lifestyle based on what makes you feel great and and alive and present so so what what does your morning look like usually what's your typical morning how do you so you uh, like everyone else i mean you have to get up out of bed yeah do you set alarm uh well um i love getting out of bed by the way and uh, and (laughs) i think we uh, all do yeah at at some point (laughs) yes i made it um (laughs) So my mornings, uh, I do have a pretty set framework, but I'm also adaptive. And there's a quote I really like from Picasso, learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Mm. And so I do have a framework that's my rule set. That's like, basically, if I follow this framework, I'm going to have a great morning. And if on a particular morning I'm not feeling that, Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of tools where I can call an audible and I can choose to do something differently. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, it's, um, well, what's, what's your framework? 
So for myself, what do yeah. I like to do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and something I'll mention is everybody's morning is going to look different because mm-hmm. everybody has different work schedules. Some sure. people live with kids, dogs. So um, definitely uh, scalability and adaptability is important when it comes to setting up a morning routine. It can be one minute. It can be two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to do changes. So for a while, I wasn't working till 10 a.m. And I'd spend the first four hours of my day doing uh, doing a lot of things and lately I'm waking up and working within 15 minutes of waking up I work for the first two hours of my day and then get into my morning routine. what time are you up let's do a let's go like a <coughs> cool yeah six, I'm a, I'm I, six I like to wake six. up at six That's um, a good time. some mornings we're up at five because Jody's coaching some six o'clock morning sessions now mm-hmm. okay um, but five or six usually um, on the weekends we don't set alarms we just wake up and in fact we don't really need to set alarms anymore it's pretty like clockwork Same, mm-hmm. yeah. but up at six um lately i'll do a 15 minute morning routine now so wake up at six do my morning routine for 15 minutes um which an abbreviated routine i'll be doing things like take out the dogs shake my body i drink my morning margarita which is uh mm-hmm. water with salt and lemon juice in it and three shots of tequila <laughs> yeah that that's on saturdays <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah <clears throat> but I basically what, what's 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 that what's that for the the water with uh, lemon and salt? It's like Gatorade, but without the sugar. Basically. Electrolytes. Yeah, it's electrolytes. So okay. salt, salt and water. Um, you know, we've we've just slept for eight hours or so, mm-hmm. and the body does a lot of work while you're sleeping, actually. And we wake up slightly underhydrated, and mm-hmm. by putting that in our system. It gets everything firing, and so what most people do is they wake up and they wait for the coffee to be done. They'll drink coffee first. Right. (laughs) But what I encourage everybody to do is to drink some water with salt in it first, and you just tough sell. Wake up, wake up. You're you're talking to two baristas. That's why we call it the morning margarita. So it's a little more exciting. (laughs) It's more fun. Yeah. 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 Morning cocktail. Call it an americano and then we'll drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I am a coffee drinker for sure. So when does that come in in the day? Um, probably anytime after the water, because what I want to avoid is doing the coffee first and then skipping the water altogether. So that's that's one of my like um, non-negotiables. When do you brush your teeth in the day? Like right away, as soon as you wake up, or do you wait till um, you have your coffee? Uh, I definitely would brush my teeth after coffee. Yeah, that's I'm, my if man. I'm drinking coffee. Uh, brush my teeth after this, coffee. I, I brush my teeth first thing in the morning. See, this is like a classic, like, which way do you like the toilet paper type of debate? <laughs> and for me, I'm always brush my teeth after coffee because I feel like I just ruin it all. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I my, my personal opinion on that is, is uh, like, like after the first sip, it is done. Like, like you, you just. Exactly. So why are you doing it before? I, I do it before because of convenience. Because, because like, you, you go, you get up and then. You go to the bathroom and, and and you can you can shower, brush your teeth, do do everything, and then go on about your day. Versus like you get up and then you go to the bathroom, then you go get your coffee, and then you have breakfast, then you got to go back and brush your teeth. It doesn't work for me. It's just mm. it's just, I think it's a, it's a little little detail of it's like wiping like, and then pooping to me. Brushing <laughs> <laughs> before coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if you're pressed for time. See, it, and maybe maybe it comes down to lifestyle. I mean, I gotta get out. I gotta get out the door, and then I usually go to Stoked. That's when mm. I see you in the mornings there. That's when I get my breakfast. Hide a toothbrush so. in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Found it. In the you're like, you're <laughs> like, there, there are ways around this, William. <laughs> we can help you. I'm sorry. So, uh, okay. So yeah. So so you have your your morning margarita, and then your coffee, right after that. Then or like, do you do uh, like coffee's a, variable, I guess. But I'll um. Uh, yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee these days because I'm waking up, doing my 15-minute routine. Um, so morning margarita, maybe coffee's ready by then, and then I'll do some movement just to get the body fired up. Movement's definitely one of the other non-negotiables. Make sure to move every morning. Mm-hmm. Just like stretching, touching your toes, stuff like that. <clears throat> I have like a specific movement routine that I like to do. Like you know, I've been a yoke, I've been a coach of several movement modalities, so I've got this routine that i like but really um even just shaking your body doing Mm -hmm. a plank doing 20 jumping jacks anything that moves the body is is Mm -hmm. excellent first thing and you know people sort of are resigned to like oh i'm gonna feel groggy in the morning 
but you can take control of that and in yeah, five mm-hmm. to ten minutes you can feel fired up ready to go and and that's how i like to start possibly cold shower do you do i definitely do, do a daily cold shower really? um usually i'll do my morning routine first and then go shower after and hit the cold but what are the benefits of that um, benefits of cold showering are extensive, especially if you co- combine it with breath work. So I do a lot of breath practice in my life and you can change your physiological state through doing these practices. And mm-hmm. so a cold shower is going to not only activate a lot of processes in the body, it's going to get everything moving. Um, so benefit to your immune system, benefit to your overall energy, the flow of um, cause I've heard of cryo baths. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cold therapy is, is great. Um, um, I take it you're, you're kind of referencing, um, Wim Hof and the Wim Hof breathing. Like, have you, have you, um, yep. I do a lot of Wim Hof breathing. Um, I also was a yoga instructor, so the yeah. breath work's been around in so many forms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I make it a part of my daily practice because we breathe all day and it's one of those things like who's ever practiced how they breathe right yeah. not a lot of people mm-hmm. and yet there's so much uh, benefit to be had from building a relationship with that practice yeah right. yeah yeah i'm just yeah you could wave off anxiety with learning how to breathe correctly and mm-hmm. oxygenating oxygenating your brain and, and and just as a reference too i don't know if you've ever seen the the videos on on a man named wim hof yeah i know yeah, oh, you I know, know who does. Does. okay yeah, so, yeah. so for for our listener he's he's a guy who uh uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he basically espouses like like a like a certain breathing technique, and he's been able to to do these like like sort of like superhuman feats of 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 endurance yeah. that science says was I think pretty much impossible. But but he claims that through his breathing technique, he's able to do things like scale mountains and just like flip flops and a and just boxers basically. Or just imagining you're on a beach. <laughs> you're right. Um, have you ever practiced any uh, kundalini yoga or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Wim Hof, uh, yep, there's definitely studies about him scaling mountains in very limited clothing and doing mm-hmm. just fine and um, being studied very carefully. I definitely recommend people check check more into that Mm -hmm. as far as kundalini yoga um definitely another energy breath practice meant to align our internal fire and get our chakras in alignment and build from the root up to the crown and um two great examples of their wim hof and kundalini yoga really different expressions and how they play Mm -hmm. out but dealing with a lot of the same systems and a lot of the same benefits cool yeah Yeah, because i've I've always wanted to try kundalini I've, i've done hot yoga and i love it yeah yeah but yeah, a lot of it's just that mindset and just trying to get to the mat. And it's like as soon as, as soon as you're there, as soon as it starts, it's it's smooth sailing. Yeah, but exactly. That, the hardest part is just rolling out the mat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big part of what we talk about is mm-hmm. like you're at home. Um, how do you roll out the mat for yourself? What mm-hmm. is your rolling out your mat? What mm-hmm. is what is your daily practice that you're going to show up to that makes you feel good? And mm-hmm. um, like you said, once you do roll out the mat, it's smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. But what do most people run into? What, sh- what should I do? I guess I'll go on YouTube and see if there's a good workout or a good yoga video. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> and, and then, you know, it's, it's tough if you're trying to invent it every morning for yourself. Totally. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And what in in what's a typical breakfast look like for you then? What's your typical go-to breakfast? So typically, I don't actually eat breakfast. You don't. Um, typically, I'm fasting Monday through Friday, where I'll I'll eat at lunchtime. I'll have two meals a day. Um, but if I do eat breakfast, it's gonna be on the weekends, and I love like uh, scrambled scrambled eggs with bacon or ground beef, mm-hmm. avocado. I just love scrambles with vegetables. And yeah, I love scrambles. It's just, I love scrambles. When people get <laughs> grossed out when their food touches, I'm like, oh, that's the best. I just scramble it together. <laughs> yeah, just mix yeah. it all up. Yeah. So that's what it's all going to do anyways. <laughs> yeah, must definitely. Get a head start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I basically follow a paleo-flexible diet, I guess. So saturated fats, uh, mm-hmm. protein, and vegetables, okay. very low on grains in my diet. Mm-hmm. Do you eat red meats? Uh, yeah, I definitely eat red meats. I try to buy uh, humanely raised grass-fed meat when I can and buy from farmer's markets as much as possible. But, you know, everybody's got different 
food situations and yeah as long as you're eating in a way that makes you feel good and you're being aware of it everybody get can dial that in you know yeah um but for me it's uh basically paleo flexible and trying to buy the highest quality stuff when i can and right yeah you got any um really great recipes that are some of our local residents can can kind of uh glean from you i'm going to pick your brain here what's your a recipe huh? yeah like a local recipe that that um you would feel like is amazing that, um, that you can you can get the ing- you should be able to get all the ingredients from either sure or Rose I, can, or I can share one i did share. the other night um so my family and i we actually each of us cooks dinner on a different night and we have two mm-hmm. kids so uh, i cook tuesdays and i like to make a mexican food inspired dinner sure. on tuesdays and it started taco tuesday pretty easy yeah but i made one the other day carne guisada which is uh, kind of a stew mm-hmm. and um i love this recipe and it just involves some really basic stuff roma tomatoes onions green pepper beef stock and so if people are trying out like cooking and they want to mm-hmm. cook something that tastes really good I, I recommend doing a stew okay because you basically need some pretty basic ingredients they don't need to be cut up super perfectly. You can kind yeah. of make them into chunks. And um, so. The best way? You just throw it all together yep. and boil it? Uh, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> Crockpot's the best. So I, yeah, carne yeah. guisada was something I made recently that was pretty awesome. Carne guisada. Had a couple good, some chili pepper in there and some cumin and other good spice. Nice. Spices go a long way. So if you're. Nice. If you're trying to not eat sugar, mm-hmm. sauces is where get get people get caught up a lot because sauce. Or or the grains in the food if you're trying not to eat grains. So I recommend getting into herbs and spices if Mm -hmm. you're eating paleo because it gets pretty bland if you're just eating, like, straight steak with no sauce on it or, you know, ground beef gets pretty old. Nice. And you can get all the ingredients there at Rosar's for the carne guisada? Yeah, yeah. I like to shop at Rosar's. They've got good stuff. I like to shop at the farm stand. Yeah, farm stand rocks. Yeah, farm stand rocks. Their PB and J smoothie is so bomb. Ooh, where's the f- wh- where's this at? Th- this is on uh, 12, 12, 12th, 12th Street. Okay, yeah. 12th Street a farm and stand. Yeah, you've never been to farm stand? No, it doesn't bro. Really you've what been there. the hell? Yeah, you, you, you have just, to have been there. Okay, I apologize right to, to to you guys and I apologize <laughs> to the God, listeners. Sorry, everybody. Why don't you <laughs> for this erroneous? Why don't you take your own advice? It's right by Pine Street Coffee. Yeah. It's like a yeah. boy. Yeah, right yeah. by there. Take okay. your own advice and discover Disco- Hood River. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Brosif. <laughs> Bros Chacho. <laughs> yeah, Farm Sand Rocks. Okay. I get the PB and J smoothie with the immune booster. Like it's like uh, some sort of mushroom mix powder. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. I'm not a I'm not a huge mushroom fan, but I'm you, well, I'm uh, you don't taste it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just a powder. It's just from mushroom. Mushrooms are amazing. Man. I recently saw a, um, I don't know if you guys have seen, I, I know this is a bit off subject, but I, I recently saw an advertisement for a new um, like liquid thing for the morning. Not coffee. It's liquid it's IV. Called, it's, it's called mud. Mud. Yeah. And mud apparently water. he, he puts, he puts, uh, he, it's like chai, coffee, lion's mane, and, and, and like some other ingredients that's like really supposed to like perk you up throughout the entire day and improve concentration. And I'm actually thinking about trying it do and it maybe maybe next episode or the one after i'll i'll let you guys know how that mm-hmm. goes you should try it live on the air that's a good idea yeah we'll see we'll we'll see what happens do a little taste test bring in one for me too and we could okay review, we could review no, it actually actually that would be great It'd be yeah. a good idea. Yeah, I, definitely. I, had, I had another idea it was kind of also off topic but we should yeah. ha- um there's a lot of local talent with music and stuff yeah we should try and have some people send us some music and we could just like play it on the podcast that'd be cool yeah, I'm up for that. Just the local exposure. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason. I might, you know, yeah. just kind of attach the audio file and say, hey, add this to the end of the podcast, and then we could well, just you, you use can, it to play us out. Do you know any bands here? Not anymore. Like, Back in the day, I did. Oh, you did? Cause just because okay. I was more into the music scene and. Sure. I wasn't, you know, and it was also pre COVID, so I had yeah. a chance to go yeah. check out what bands were actually out. So, uh,. So yeah, so okay, so so getting back to to your to your routine, so you so you fast and then, um, you d- you do some sort of like kind of stretching and a little bit of y- y- your own mobility workout and everything, and then um, then you you pretty much go on about your day. Like, how long does your morning routine last? Well, uh, like lately, I'm doing a 15 minute one, and then I'll start work, 
and then I'll do an hour-long one later, like a couple hours okay. after I hit work for a few hours. Okay. And so, yeah, I like an hour every day, and that's that's about as much as I would ask one of my clients to do as well mm-hmm. is about 60 minutes. I tell people, like, anywhere from 15 to 60 is a great thing to start with. Uh, and this is just stuff focused on you, focused on getting your day ready, focused on... Yeah, so with people that work through our program, we help them set up a a 15 to 60 minute routine that involves what I consider to be the three main areas you want to get ready for your day. So you've got your body, of course. Um, We've all heard like the body is your temple. Mm -hmm. And so if if this is our vessel for moving through our day, that's the first place I start with people is like, how's your body going to get ready for the day? And then your internal experience. So your feelings, your emotions, you know, people say, oh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But with through breath work and meditation, there's a lot we can do to get back mm-hmm. to a place of feeling good. And I, mm-hmm. I know personally, there's nothing, I, I don't enjoy going to work feeling really stressed out and upset, just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just feeling grouchy this morning. So mm-hmm. um, we check in with that. And then finally, our mindset work, which is where the journaling comes in so heavily. Mm-hmm. And so for myself, I'm making sure I'm hitting my body, my heart, or my soul. Um, and then my mindset and the way I look at it is I'm getting everything lined up to then go take, take the kind of aligned action I want to take in my day, um, versus Mm -hmm. kind of reacting to my day and feeling like there's one fire to put out after another. So I figure if I can spend 60 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes, um, first thing in my day, getting lined up with myself and then saying, this is the energy I'm going to bring to my day with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm set up for a great day versus, you know, waking up not on my terms and feeling like I'm just grinding through my morning, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what about, jo- does Jody join you then with the morning routine? or We both have our own routines and mm-hmm. we, all, we do our own things. Okay. Um, but every Tuesday morning we have a community-wide online, we call it the morning dojo, and that's where everybody meets us online uh, virtually. They all have their yoga mats set up, and we go through the, the practice together, and Jody or myself lead it. Oh, nice. And um, that's what we'll we'll do that practice together for sure. Um, but it's it's definitely a big part of our lives now, the, the morning routine, evening routine. And then um, we have a very intentional way we, we go about our days nowadays. Yeah. Sweet. Cool, man. I got to say, you have one of the coolest last names. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Morningstar. So yeah. rad. <laughs> <laughs> if I could be named after any medieval weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That or is that tri- a, is trebuchet it, it, would be the morning. <laughs> Morningstar is a medieval weapon. Yeah, so it's, I did not know that. Yeah, it's um, it's not like is a that mace. That, is that that spiky ball at the end of yeah. a chain? That, that is what, yeah. that is pretty cool. Because um, a mace is just a, st- a solid like club with yeah. that, and then the Morningstar is on the chain. Yeah, we actually do a lot of training with maces, but not actual morning stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. those are. A little we swing the steel mace for fitness. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen cool. those. I the it's kind of like a kettlebell in the way in you a long use form it. kind of yeah yeah cool yeah. nice how much nice. do they weigh on average we have a a seven pounder and a ten pounder and a fifteen and ten's kind of the standard oh, it's got to be a good one kind of holding it out and stuff and because of that leverage it's yeah. quite heavy when you're working with it yeah. wow yeah fifteen's like really heavy if you're with a fifteen pounder I love yes. finding like a new exercise thing and you're like ooh what does this oh, yeah. do yeah, <laughs> yeah totally yeah. totally yeah. it's usually simple stuff like that you're like of course yeah yeah the maze but is I, fun I I really like exercise so that would intrigue me because I I really like exercise sizes that like have some sort of functional like reason behind it and yeah. and i think if you were to to swing a mace enough you would feel like like y- in theory you you wouldn't do too bad in a medieval battle yeah which which actually like napoleon dynamite it. i got pretty good skills with the bow staff yeah <laughs> mace skills, <laughs> bow staff yeah, bow skills. skills. <laughs> so uh, uh i want to also ask you too about uh impact jiu-jitsu now where are they located like you mentioned impact and so the i i, I remember like taking a seminar and i think that was impact wasn't it when like this was like years ago when you were still by the by the running store yeah was that was that impact impact is up um right next to infinite graphics up on the heights by farm stand yeah by the farm stand (laughs) yeah (laughs) which which i need to go check out yeah yeah. and uh, xtc truck is the other big business right there and o'reilly so if you go into that parking lot that's where impact is um Wait, I thought I thought Impact is it, now is that like a sort of like a subsidiary of a larger like you're like thinking of the black you're thinking of the black 
building, correct? That where if you go straight down, it's right under the parking garage. Because so, there's a there's a second like no, it, I was, isn't that a martial arts studio as well? Yeah, um, impact. So Impact Hood River is the one in Hood River, and then Impact Jiu Jitsu mm-hmm. is in Beaverton, and that's the okay. the main headquarters of the affiliation. Yeah, okay. That, that, a, and that's what I was asking about. Oh, okay. Like what, what um, like it's in Beaverton. Then mm-hmm. isn't what the where the it's affiliated with. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, cool. Cool. And what what is the state of uh, what's I mean? Can you can you kind of comment on? I think uh, what the state of the martial arts community here is going to be going forward is is it do you, do you see it kind of growing or like do you do you think that um it, it all just I guess depends on when we all come out of the COVID shutdown. Um, yeah, you know, it's hard to predict what's going to happen culturally moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think martial arts is always here to stay. It's it's a timeless human practice and just like fitness and movement and food mm-hmm. uh, martial arts is one of those things that everybody's always going to do so yeah um yeah. people still keep doing it yeah and um yeah and hopefully things moving forward uh people can just do but you know once people get vaccinated or whatever then we could all get to the maybe even doing like an outside class would be cool uh kind of like to taper back into things yeah yeah definitely training outdoors and you know that's like one of the big features of what we're doing now training online is people don't have that dojo to go to well Mm because jujitsu is like a lot like speaking a language in the sense that you you need a native speaker with you or someone to talk to 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 get it Mm. like you can you know go through your transitions on a dummy all day long but right. once it comes to getting some There's push back. things that really working with another person's pretty mm-hmm. much key. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. you're always going to win <laughs> with the dummy. <laughs> do, do, do any of you guys know what the state of uh, like, who, who is like the big champion, right? The, the best pound for pound in the UFC. Mm-hmm. I know. Israel as uh, uh, or whatever his yeah. last name is. He's a, a champ right now. Is he? Yeah. And, um, you know, there's also the, the old John Jones. He's pretty great. Um, is he still fighting? I don't know if he might have. Gosh, it's been so long yeah, since I've like kept up with the UFC. Like, and you mentioned, like, are you are you kind of keeping up with it or no? No, yeah, I'm yeah. Not I follow really I follow it probably as much as he right does. Now. But gosh, this whole shutdown. I used to I used to follow it all, but this whole shutdown is like has me like I don't even know who the champs are now. And like I know I saw that the Israel uh, come up, and I think he's undefeated, isn't he? Something like he's a he's a great fighter. Yeah, he's really stylish with his with the way he fights, and it's great. It's like a it's really impressive. I want to have to check him out more on YouTube, but he has a couple good uh, podcasts out there too that he's been on. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hear Sweet. him talk. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Alex, how can uh, how can people find you if they want to know more about uh, the the morning routine and and what you're about and where you're at and. What yeah, you teach. awesome. So you can look us up on Facebook if you're on there. Uh, mm-hmm. The Morning Routine Dojo is our community on there. And that's is that's all in Hood River? Uh, that's uh, that's on Facebook. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so there, there's multiple people outside it. There's like people outside Hood River on it and everything. Yep, too. Yeah, we're cool. totally yeah. online these days. We got an online community of folks. Um, okay. So let, look us up, The Morning Routine Dojo. And um, we do community workouts online as well as coaching programs and. Uh, yeah, social media is a great place to connect with us and get started. We're putting a lot of stuff out and awesome. working with people on there. That's awesome. Yeah. And and uh, how can they find you on on Instagram and can other social media yeah, channels? Co- Coach Alex Morningstar. Look okay. me up and always down to have conversations with people and, um, yeah, be of service in any way. If, if anybody heard anything that was useful or interesting, hit me up. Don't have a conversation. Awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I wanted to add something too, yeah. just because I have a microphone in front of me. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I uh, I know that just from personal experience that a lot of people might have might hear things that have to do with like self help and stuff, and they might even cringe at the thought of it. But just think of it as something that when when you are upset and you are going through things in life, uh, and it's easy to feel that way and to put that mask on as to like you know it doesn't matter or I'm just going to do it and whatever. But uh, as someone who's been very depressed in life, you should do, give it a shot because doing something out of the ordinary might make you feel something out of the ordinary. So it's Im- important to yeah. at least try yeah. something. 
I, and yeah, I, w- I would definitely need to add to that 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 um, if if you've never tried martial arts, like if you've never tried Brazilian jiu-jitsu, even yoga, tai bo, or anything that has to do with yeah, moving. any of these any of these uh, things that you may never have tried, try them because they are like the best therapy that I, that I mean, and I think Cody can attest. Yeah, to Yeah, just learning how to how how to listen to your body and how. If, if you're feeling one way and just knowing how to respond to it, it, it means a lot in life. Mm-hmm. And um, like like Alex said, like you, this is your vessel. It's the thing that carries carries your brain from day to day. So, you know, if, if you think so highly of your opinions, then you should, mm-hmm. you know, evaluate what's carrying those opinions and what's making those thoughts because it could mean your life. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's just easy to, to look through life with that depressive state of, oh, it doesn't matter or mm-hmm. I'm going to die anyways. And so, but that's exactly the point also is that you're going to die anyways. So be get healthy. the most out of yeah, every get single the most minute. Out of, uh, yeah. Squeeze every last drop out yeah. of it. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Don't ever uh, pass up an opportunity to try something new. Yeah. Because uh, it just might change your life. Yeah. And uh, an example of that is like podcasting for me. Like I, mm-hmm. I really like talking and getting to know people. And so getting yeah. to do this with will like i could have said no and been afraid of what people would think of me online but it's yeah you just got to do it yeah live yeah. your lives mm-hmm. totally and then we all find out that uh cody's uh actually the best uh podcaster here so yeah <laughs> yep you guys are gonna see my name in shining lights one day well, yeah just remember <laughs> us okay when, 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 well guys um any last minute uh shout outs any any local businesses do you want to give a a quick shout out any local bands cody um, I mean, of course, Wind River Archery, uh, go get your bow, go get go get all that, go to Edge Pro, get your knife sharpening systems, and, yep. you know, go buy your broadheads from Wind River Archery and then sharpen them on an Edge Pro or whatever. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> those are my businesses to, to plug with my family and everything. Um, uh, do you want to, let's just choose a random one to shout out to just because it's farm local. stand farm stand. Yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to farm so stand, man. So I, farm we, we gotta, sure. we gotta give a shout out to farm stand and uh, farm stand. I, I apologize for not. I haven't gone in there, gotten the PB and J smoothie. Yeah, Will will make it up. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> well, it was yeah. really nice meeting you, man. Hey, you too. Yeah, I really, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed listening to what you had to say. All right, great. great. All right, to our listeners, thank guys. you for uh, thanks for tuning in, and hopefully we'll have Alex back again, and uh, yeah, we'll all sure. sit around and chat. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody.